<laughs> are you ready? Ready. Are you sure you're ready? I'm ready. I always have to ask you. Let's do it. Sometimes I start and then you're not ready. Okay, go. Okay. <laughs> Why do you play it so loud? I'm just really curious because like my ears hurt every time you turn the music on. It's not... Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Not Too Taboo. I'm here with my beautiful, lovely lady who obviously has excellent hearing. <laughs> no, it's like this blast. It's like we're at a rock concert and we're just in our bedroom, okay, well, by the just way. Before we get started, <laughs> there's a little knob right here that adjusts the volume of your headphones. Yeah, but you're in charge of the board, buddy. Well, that's because you're not allowed to touch buttons. You mess it up. <laughs> exactly my point. So if it's too loud, you got to tell me. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Be sure. No, now it's like really quiet. Oh, God. Okay. Um, welcome back, everybody. You know what I'm going to say. Be sure to download and subscribe. Go to that button right now. Download and subscribe. We love having you guys as listeners every week. So thanks so much for tuning in every Really? I can't even talk every week. That's because you're so excited about today's guest. I really am. And uh, you were predicting that everyone would be downloading and subscribing. Oh, right? <laughs> yes. Like it just came to you. It's like, I, I am right in this moment. Everyone has their phone out and they're downloading. They're subscribing and they're leaving us a comment. Yeah. Because what happens? I always want to be tweeted. You always want to be tweeted. Yeah, I don't know why I'm really bad at the Instagram. But wait, can I ask you something? Do you what? actually legitimately tweet? <laughs> why would you call me out in front of our guests right now? <laughs> because I hope, You know I, what happened? Here's the problem. Would... I tried to be more social, you guys, and I accidentally tweeted myself. Yeah. And so I'm not usually allowed on social media. It's really you, embarrassing. You want people to tweet you, but you never tweet them back. You're such a tool. No, I'll tweet back. Okay, good. I will tweet back. Okay, good. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> now that we got that out of the way. Um, you guys, I am so excited about today's guest. So today's guest, we have known for so many years. I don't even know how many years. How we many tried years? to count the years, but yeah. I don't know. <gasps> it's, been it's been a long time. And I actually want to ask him if he remembers when we first met. Because I'm not, I, I feel like it, I, I'm getting too, like, places confused. So I'm going to ask him if he remembers where we first met. I can guarantee his memory is better than ours. Yeah, so probably. Yeah, it's probably a good idea to ask because it's, it's one of those things where you remember being together at a mutual friend's wedding, but that person now has two kids. And so you try to figure out the age of the children. I don't know. It's very confusing to it's me. So I'm so confusing. glad he's here because he's, he's able to predict everything. Well, you know, you guys, I, I don't know if you guys know, but Slade and I are very into like manifesting and we're into spirituality and we're big believers of the universe and the signs that it gives us and all of this stuff. So when we met our guest today, we just instantly connected with him. He's such a great person, has such a great soul. He has such an incredible story too. Um, and our guest today is actually a psychic medium and he is the author of two incredible books, The Expect the Unexpected, which is bringing peace, healing, and hope from the other side and signs from the other side opening to the spirit world. Um, My favorite though is he holds this virtual workshop. Yeah, he does. That he calls the power of manifestation. Yep. About learning the tools to manifest everything in your life that you could want. And there's a new one coming up. I know. And you do this. I want to sign up for it. You I'm do like this so all the time. You manifest everything. I know, but I need to sign up we for have to his credit workshop. Him. We have to credit him with your manifestation. I, I, I Something, because I'm, but I want to go to his workshop and like really learn how to hone in on manifesting everything. Because I really am such a big believer in this. I and would like that because when I ask, nobody listens. <laughs> so I would love that. You guys, please welcome our guest today, Bill Phillips. Woo! <laughs> 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 oh my God. You, yeah. you, I'm taking the job back from the board. You suck at the board. Bill, Bill. thank you so much for being here. You know what happens all the time. I literally only have three buttons I can push. 
and I miss it all the time. I even labeled them. He's legit the worst. And what I meant for Bill, because you're so such an important guest, I meant this for you. Wait, wait, wait. Thanks. Oh, 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 yeah, I still got the rock and roll. Though. I don't know. I can't do it. I, just, I can't do it. Oh, Hi, Bill. Hi. Oh, How's it going? God. We miss you terribly. Oh, my God. Just so you know, the we miss you terribly. The feeling is mutual. I know. The feeling is so mutual. And I actually was thinking back recently, too. When did I first see you two together? And right. I think it was back in like 2012 at an event okay. in Palm Springs. Palm it was some kind you of know, event in Palm See, Springs. I told you he had a better memory. Yes. Because here's what happened. <laughs> you, we had, a, we had a mutual friend who was, yes. was, was managing guests and helping me with my radio show. That's and right. I think she yes. was handling PR for you as well. And yes. she brought us together. So Who's that? Sydney. Sydney. Oh. So I think the first time that Bill and I actually met might have been when you did the radio show. You came into studio. Was that the first time we met? It was. It was. Yes. You and Kelly. Wait, that was the first time you met? That was the first time met? we had actually yes. met. Obviously, yes, we, yes. I knew about him because Cindy had been speaking about him. Really? But that was our first meeting. And mm -hmm. literally, just so you know, I mean- Everything that we discussed that day, I still tell the stories. Yeah, he does. Literally, <laughs> yeah. Bill, everywhere we go, he's like, so we had this I'm medium on fan. and da, da 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 and he did this and he did, and then like, uh -huh. he tells the whole, and it takes at least 45 minutes to get through the whole story. You know what she says? Oh we bring God. you up and she just looks at me and she goes, dude, you better summarize. Yeah, I'm like, like Don't even go story. into the details of how amazing Bill is. Like, yeah, I know, but I don't have 45 minutes. I don't say don't tell how oh amazing Bill gosh. is. I say just don't tell every detail of what he explained that day to you. It's all about the details, and he's incredible. <laughs> I missed you, Bill. Bill is one of those people that when I first met him, I felt such a great connection to him. Yeah, you did. You and it's that. one of those things where, at least in my mind, he, he probably doesn't even feel this way. Uh, but it, he's just my friend. And it doesn't matter whether I see him every week or every five years. It's like when I see him, I feel like no time has passed. He's that same same man. Yeah. And I'm so excited to like hang out, spend time and get caught up. Yeah. For sure. You don't feel, yeah. I don't feel like that way about everybody. No. <laughs> so I, I well, love Bill. <laughs> you know, it, it must be, you know, it must mean that we've traveled together through lifetimes. You uh, know, I'm a firm believer in that. That's probably what it um, is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. So Bill, let's introduce mm -hmm. who you are to sure. our listeners, because I feel like there's so much like backstory to who you are and how you became this psychic medium and how you reached this place. So, um, you know, tell us about like where it all started, like when this, when this fascination with, you know, the afterlife came into effect for you or when you knew you had this, um, ability, like tell us a little bit of that backstory. Cause it's, I think it's important for them to understand you. I think you were kind of scared at first, right? Like when this, when oh this my first gosh. experience I was so I was so scared. And for me, you know, it happened at a much earlier age than most experience of that. So um, to make a very long story short, I was um, I was about six years old and my parents both had their own issues um, with drug addiction. And um, my mom actually took me across the country when I was six in, um, as a way to escape here and um, I basically lived in New York for about three years, uh, fending for myself, homeless, a lot of trauma oh my during that time. Mm. Yeah. So um, I always say that usually the catalyst 
to this type of awakening has to do with trauma of some sort, whether it be a death in the family or a personal trauma. So I, 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 I came back to California about three years later, and then I did not see my mom for about six years until she died. I was able mm. to fly back on a red eye and say goodbye to her. And, you know, I was 14. It was a very traumatic event for me. And I thought my life was over. But wow. then two nights later, I woke up to her in the room. I know that sounds crazy. Trust me, at the time, I was like, what is going on right now? My whole my whole belief system was turned upside down. I was raised Christian. So I had this, I had this very um, strong foundation within myself. And it completely broke open everything that I knew to be true in that moment. And so when that happened, I began having more experiences um, in my dream state, uh, basically just in my waking life. And I didn't quite know what to make of it. And it took me a couple of years to kind of put it together. And then I found myself um, in a class setting being put to the test to basically see how this worked. And the person that I read for uh, was in tears, you know, they were blown away. It was life-changing. And for me, I, I still didn't know what to make of it. Um, and I was very afraid of it. And this was back, you know, in the early 2000s when it wasn't as um, widespread as it is now. Um, so that's kind of, in a nutshell, what happened. So then at the time, I was also training to be an opera singer. And wow. so I decided, you know what, this is, I'm not going to do this. This is not for me. I, I'm too scared of this. So I completely left it behind. I went to San Francisco to the Conservatory of Music and it basically followed me there. And I found myself reading for people, you know, um, on the down low, <laughs> different faculty, yeah. um, different opera singers. And so when I was done with school, it, you know, it really was crystal clear. Um, I did not seek this out. This totally sought me out. And I think that's really how you know. Um, and so after that point, I was courageous to kind of become public with it. And the moment I was, um, all these doors opened and, you know, word of mouth spread really quickly. And the rest is basically history. So I'm very grateful for the experience, but it definitely was a, a road um, less traveled for sure. Wow. So I have so many questions. For yeah, you. I know. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so we've talked a little bit about um, Gretchen before how we feel like she has a, a little bit of this insightful power. Matter of fact, I think yeah. she had did a little prediction for you at our dining room table one time, didn't she? <laughs> that was so weird. Right? I still to this day trip out a little bit about that. I know, but that's because you're afraid to tap into that, that sixth sense that you have. Totally. But it brings up this question and it's a little, a little controversial topic and you touched upon it. The fact that you were, you know, brought up Christian. Yeah. I was totally going to ask you this. You now yes. feel like you have this, this sense, this ability to hear or communicate uh, with those on the other side, how does that intersect with, with traditional religion and, you know, its focus on denouncing really, I guess, individuals with your capability? That's a great question, you know, and I believe that everyone's entitled to their own belief system. You know, um, I, I read for many people that are Christian and Catholic and, and very religious, but still hold this basic fundamental truth that they know that when we die, we go on. We're not just, you know, there's, the, it's not the end. And so I think that's a common thread between all religion, actually, and all faith base, um, for the most part, not, not all, but, but for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, when I was um, younger and I was raised by my grandmother um, as a Christian, 
um, I still, I still uphold to a lot of those, um, values actually, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I, you know, I treat everyone with love and respect, you know, love is my religion in that regard. Um, and I basically come at it, um, with the understanding that I'm not here to prove anything to you. Basically, I'm here to help you. And that's how I view it. And I think that when people have that understanding, when we're here to be of service, whether it be with disability, whether it to be if someone's a therapist or a doctor or a healer of any sort, that we're here to help other people. Yeah. I well, love that. It's, it's yeah. interesting. If, no, you sit, I love that. If, if you sit back and you actually kind of unpack that scripture, right? I think it talks about the fact that you're not supposed to pray or follow a false prophet. But what's mm-hmm. interesting is... In my experiences with you, for example, all you ever do is communicate back what you hear, what you're being told, right? Someone's providing some guidance in some way. There's a process you go through to kind of authenticate the person communicating with the individual who's sitting in front of you. Mm -hmm. These people still have free will to choose to embrace the information or choose not. I've never heard you say you have to go do this, or if you don't, this will happen. You're really just disseminating information and they can choose to use it as they wish. So it's not like you're prophesizing about the demise of them if they don't follow what he says. This is what I was going to say is that I think what makes Bill so different, and I love the way, Bill, that you just explained that because it actually Mm -hmm. helps me a little bit better too. And, you know, people question me being that I'm a Christian. I'm, you know, I I openly speak about it and I talk about it on social. And then, you know, if I ever talk to a psychic or do anything, they're like, that's against, you know, the religion. And it's like, it's interesting because I've never really – understood how to explain that. So I love the fact that you're like, how am I any different than offering a service? The Bible talks all the time about being, being of, service. of service. And mm-hmm. you just happen to be of service in with using the gift that you've been given. And it's not like, I'm not going to you or at least I'm not, but there might be other people, but there's, you know, like, you know, when you like driving down the freeway and it says psychic, come on in. And then they're like, am I going to win the lottery next week or whatever? You know? And it's like that kind of stuff. And they're like predicting and they're like, you know, let me look at your palm and read your tea leaves or whatever, you know? And they're coming up with all this stuff. And then, and then when people like idolize that and hold on to that. And like, that is their, you know, that is their narrow road now of what they're going to follow for the rest of their life. That's when it becomes where you're idolizing something other than God and trusting in God and his process. Whereas what Bill's doing is he's truly just connecting you with the afterlife and with people, the spirits, which we, which we know is true. God has talked about that too in the Bible. So I think they're two very different things. And I love the fact that you're able to like differentiate that and also explain it to the way of, you know, you believe that God gave you this gift and this is um, service, you know, this is a service. um, It's a gift of service to people that you are offering them, which I love. And I will go so far as to say it is my belief that it's a service for God, because I have had a greater understanding of the afterlife and the true meaning of in God's time and how our spiritual advisors work just because of the relationship with Bill. Yeah. So I feel like I have a greater relationship evolving with God because of what you've told us, what you've taught us actually it gives us a better oh. understanding 
of how this all works. Well, and touching on that, Bill, let's talk about Mm -hmm. when you explained to us, we were sitting in our dining room table and you explained to us, because I would always tell you, like, I get this intuition and I get this gut feeling. I always get these things and they're always spot on, like beyond Mm -hmm. spot on. And I was like, what is that? Why does that happen? And you explained it so eloquently and so beautifully about these spirit angels that are you know, uh, descendants of your family and spirit guide. So can you go into that a little bit more of detail for my audience? Because that really helped me understand that and why it's so important for us to listen to our intuition and our gut. Yes, absolutely. I really believe that we come into this world to access that intuition and to share it. So when when we're truly in alignment with our higher self, our intuitive self, you know, we're, we're making choices based upon that. And so we see life open up for us in a more positive way. You know, we, we avoid this drama. We, we avoid going down the wrong road. We all have free will. Um, so I love that. But I also feel that it's important to know everyone on this planet has this connection. It's not just like a handful that can do it. Yes, mm-hmm. there's gifted people the same way that if you are, you know, a basketball player, you know, or you're a, an opera singer, you know, there's there's different levels of talent with it. But I feel that we all come here to learn different soul lessons about how to tap into that and how to listen to our spirit group around us. You know, mm-hmm. we all have a committee around us of angels, guides, those that we knew that passed away, those that we know that we never knew that were part of our lineage that passed away, you know, they all surround us. And I believe that if we really do become present with them, they show us the signs that they're there. And they help us make this life our version of heaven, the same way that that they're doing it where they're at, because their their biggest message is, don't waste your time here worrying about mundane you know, physical things, make the most of it because it, it goes by so fast. Wow. Wow. Right. That's that. an amazing message. No, it's such an yeah. amazing message because I think that, you know, even like right down to the, the strangest things, like I didn't even know about like, um, spirit. Am I saying this right? Spirit numbers or spiritual numbers. Like if you see like a set of numbers and it keeps reappearing. Oh, like kind of like numerology. and Yeah. Like, like, you know, when you were seeing like four, Mm -hmm. four, four or whatever. And then it's like, all of a sudden he's like, I just keep seeing this number like over and over Mm -hmm. and over again. And then like you look it up and it's like, it's this whole spiritual number that it's the angels trying to communicate with you and like all this. And it's so interesting. They were talking about my abundance of wealth, Gretchen. (laughs) And it's so interesting (laughs) because when you, like you said, when you actually start to be open to it and you start to pay attention to your surroundings and you start to like notice things, like it will be the strangest thing. Slade and I will be on a walk and we'll walk past a van that has like an advertisement and then the beginning numbers of the phone number will be like 444 or whatever, you know, like all these yeah, weird things. Yeah, it was like seven one four 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 four. Yeah, like all um, these weird I'm, things I'm start putting, showing putting up. putting the baby to sleep. I'm so tired. And, and Gretchen always asked me, what time did she finally fall asleep? I walk out of the room I'm like, it's 444. Yeah, like you know? weird things like that would show up. <clears throat> all but, the time. But it's just little things like that in your life that you, you don't, you're not normally looking for. But once you start really like opening your heart to it and opening your spirit, to it, and then you start actually really starting to pay attention. It's unbelievable how many signs show up for you. I mean, it's it's really amazing. So let's talk yeah. a little bit about manifesting because I find this to be such a fascinating subject, and I feel mm-hmm. like so many people in the world don't really understand how to truly manifest something in your life. Everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know, I want this, I want that, I want the, you know," and th- that's all they think they need to do. So. 
Can you give us some like, um, you know, bullet point, if you will, tips and tricks of, of the best way to go about like manifesting something in your life? Yes. And I think I remember telling you this years ago, Gretchen, that you are a, a master manifester. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, you know, just very, very <laughs> awesome. And and a lot of people are, are just very um, natural and organic with it. But you know, we, we come here with, um, with a mission, we have free will. So I really want to emphasize that, that, you know, we come here with the gift of free will, nothing is set in stone. And we always have the, the choice to choose. Um, but a lot of times what happens is that people's egos get involved with that process of manifesting. So, um, it, you know, if their ego is not in check and their intentions are not pure, then they're going to be manifesting um, what they're feeling on an ego level. What that basically means, let me give you an example. Let's say someone's wanting to manifest romance and they're wanting the specific person and you know, that person's not available. They, they might manifest someone that would represent that person, but maybe not the best qualities that they're not aware of, you know? So it really just depends on, on the scenario and on what each person's need is. But I really feel like the core of manifesting is surrendering and mm. letting go. Giving oh my it to God, God, you're so mm -hmm. right. That's, yeah. I'm so excited to share a story. Keep going. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when we basically take our hands off of the wheel, you know, and, and let the universe work its magic, let spirit work their magic, and we, we keep our vision pure or our intentions pure, that's when we start to see these um, events orchestrated around us, or we see doors open, or we're connecting with people that, that are on the same wavelength, the same vibration. So really it comes down to um, lifting one's vibration, um, having fun in the process, but also um, keeping it light and not putting too much emphasis. It's basically about letting go. Oh, that's what Gretchen's jumping My out of her skin. Just so you know. <laughs> I, okay, so what's really strange is that, first of all, thank you so much for saying I'm like a master of uh, manifesting. Because yeah, here's yeah. the thing. I feel like he knows praise. I your feel love like no. Yeah, that's true. No, but I feel like I've I, I don't know why I've always been able to manifest what I want in my life, but I have. Mm -hmm. And I and I'm and I and everyone always asks me and I'm like, I don't I don't really know. Like, I just I, you know, th think of something that I want to have happen and I figure out the ways to make it happen. But what you just said makes so much more sense now to me, Bill, because I don't think that I realize that that's what I've been doing this whole time. And I have the crazy story to tell you. Okay. So let, let's go. Look at you smiling. Okay. <laughs> so let's go back. Let's just reverse. Now, you know, more than anybody, what the one thing I wanted in life, right? Do you remember yes. what, which mm -hmm. was what? If I'm not mistaken, it was a baby. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. So mm -hmm. remember at Sydney's wedding and I was like, I really want a baby. Do you think I'm going to have it? Like I was totally asking like you, him. Yeah, him. You were bugging him. I was like putting him. We don't him. ask Bill to read for us. He's just our friend. Never. But and you I were totally bugging and him. I, and I was at this age where I was like starting to really get stressed out. And I was just like, oh my God. And what was interesting is at the time, Bill was like, you know, I don't know. And he, he was, he was like struggling with the fact of whether or not, and he goes, and I, and like, he saw my face like change. And I was just like, wait, what? Like, I'm not going to have a baby. Like I was so upset. And he was just like, he goes, I'm not saying that you're not going to have a baby. He's like, that's not what I'm saying. He goes, I just want you to be open to the fact that it might be delivered in a different way than what you think. 
Like that you need to be, oh, do you remember this bill? Do you remember this? I, you know what? Vaguely, a little bit. Okay. So it was so, it was so interesting because at the wedding, and I and I literally left the wedding like almost crying, telling Slade like, "Oh, oh my God, I, he told me I'm not gonna have a baby, and what the heck?" And, oh my, and it, like, of course, I totally dramatized it, right? But here's my yeah. thing: what was interesting about what you were saying was, for some reason, at that time, and you kind of like explained this. You're like, "Look, I'm not, I'm not feeling this like overwhelming. Like, yes, you're definitely gonna have like a biological child." And he's like, "But I'm also not feeling that like, no, you're not." You were you were explaining that it was like. It was almost like it just wasn't clear at the time, right? And yeah. and I'm because your stress hormone was blocking his vision. Well, no, this is what I was going to tell you. <laughs> I honestly believe that because of what he just said, meaning about not surrendering and letting go, I honestly believe that's probably what he was feeling more of. Was I was so like intent. It, like so stuck on, I want to have this baby. I want to have this biological biological child. That actually, I was like interfering with the natural flow of the universe of what was supposed to happen. So right. maybe that's the vibes you were picking up on. So get so get this. So two years later, um, and we because Slade had a vasectomy fifteen years ago, we had to go through IVF in order to have a baby, right? And right. and um, we had gone through some IVF. We lost 14 embryos. Like this whole like tragic thing had happened for us. And then I finally decided that I wanted to go to this other doctor. I was turning 40. We He did a reversal of his vasectomy. It didn't work. Like everything that we could have possibly done, Bill, was not working. And it was like torture. I was crying all the time. Like for four years, I just cried and cried and cried. And it was so interesting because I finally came to this place where this woman made a really nasty comment on the show that I used to be with, used to be on with Housewives. And she made this comment and it like devastated me. And she's like, you know, uh, why don't you go be with somebody that doesn't have messed up sperm? You know, don't call me when you're 16, you don't have a child and you're childless still. And like this whole thing, it was so cruel, right? They're fairly evil. And I was like crying. It was so harsh. It was so mean. And I like literally came to a crossroads in my life. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, am I making a mistake being with Slade? Like, like it, I want to, I want to have a baby, but did I make a mistake falling in love with a man that like had a vasectomy and I can't have a child with him. Right. And mm-hmm. I remember calling my mom and I'm sorry, I'm making the story long, but I just have to tell yeah. you this. Don't worry. Don't summarize. So cool. It's a radio show, Gretchen. Go ahead. Um, so <laughs> shut up. So I call my mom, Bill. And I say, and I, you know, you know, when you call, well, like for me, at least when I call my mom, like she's just give it to me straight lady. And like, I knew she would tell me the truth on this. And I call my mom and I'm like, mom, I don't know what to do. Like, I feel like I'm at this crossroads. I'm going to turn 40. Like, should I stay with Slade? Like, I love him more than anything in the world. And he's my life partner and I want to be with him. But like, this is so important to me too. Like, am I making a mistake? And my mom, I thought for sure was going to be like, yeah, honey, you know, you've tried for the last seven years. (laughs) Like it's time to give up whatever. Right. I thought for sure she was going to say that to me. And she totally said the opposite. And she's like, honey, I've never ever seen a couple that's like more meant to be together than you and Slade and whether you have a child or you don't or this or that she's like you two are supposed to be together like I feel it in my heart and it was the strangest thing it was like a ton of bricks lifted off me and I realized in that moment that it didn't matter whether or not I had a child and I let it go and I surrendered it (laughs) <laughs> and I finally just said, and I started focusing on what I did have and not what I didn't have. And I was so grateful for Slade and the relationship I had. And no joke, two months later, we were sitting in front of 
my doctor, who is a world-renowned, he basically was the father of IVF, and I had no idea how I was going to get in his office. He was nine months booked out. Like, the story that it took to get to him was so unbelievable of the manifestation and the universe Mm -hmm. working in my favor to get to him, and and all these things that aligned, and then, you know, whatever, nine months later, whatever, we have a baby. So I, yeah. I just, it's like with the second that I surrendered it and I gave it to the universe and to God, and I said, God and universe, whatever is meant to be, I trust and I am letting it go. And it literally manifested yeah. and happened. And we'll have to, we'll tell you guys at dinner, but literally it was the magazine publisher that got us to the publicist, who got us to the dentist, dentist who the got den- the painter, got us to the artist and the painter, who got us to, to the, the doctor. doctor. That's how many people I had to go through to get us to that. And when we position. tell you how it just all opened up and it had happened, like all these people came together and made it happen. You're gonna die. There's, there's, cool there's the doors opening. You know, when you let go and surrender, but especially when it comes to um, to children, having children. I, I believe that there's always, a, there's always the potential, but we have to be the one to manifest that, to, you know, to have the will. And like you just said, Gretchen, you had to let go. You yeah. had to let go, get out of the way and let the universe work its magic. And that's exactly what happened. And I think it was really, truly like a spiritual lesson for me. Yeah. Of, you know, because I am a little bit of a control freak and I just, you know, if I want something, it's like, like you said, like if I want something, I know how to work really hard to get it and do this and do that. And it was the first time in my life that I truly had to let go and let God. A hundred and ninety thousand percent. And it was truly one of the most difficult spiritual like um, challenges that I've ever had in my life, but it gave, it gave me the biggest blessing I've ever had in my life. So, so it's just so cool. And so I really want the listeners to hear that out there that like truly to manifest what you want in life. It's about believing that the universe has your back and that the universe knows what's best for your life. And the second that you're able to embrace that and, and encompass that. And, and like you're saying, relax in that you're, you will start to see things happen and you will start to be so much more at peace with where you are in your life. It's amazing. And also letting go of time too. You know, I, I believe that time is an illusion here. You know, it's a, it's a man-made way to, to basically live in society. So when you let go of time too, and let things happen at, at their own right time or divine time, that's also when you take the pressure off of yourself as well. Yeah. You know, so true. is that why they say powerful. all in God's time? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because, because I think you explained this to me again. See, I'm, I'm so thankful when he explains things because <laughs> I'm so dense. Uh, you explained that time and the way that time is perceived on the other side is very different than how we perceive time. Absolutely. It's not the same because there is no time there. It's, um, it's not linear like like we like we plan it here, you know, like, okay, I'm gonna plan for next week. That does not exist at all over there. So that can make it a little bit challenging when you're wanting to receive those signs, you know. But I think that the most important thing to realize is you're the one in the driver's seat. So you have to give yourself permission to be able to see through that spiritual lens as well. You know, and everyone right. has their own moments in life where they get hit over the head with the cosmic four by four. And they're given the opportunity to either see things differently or to continue down a path of suffering. You know what I mean? But at at some point though, everyone has the opportunity to see things in an enlightened way. 
So I have a question for Bill as I'm sitting here, I'm listening to you talk. Do you, I I have so many questions for him. (laughs) It's a good thing he lives close. Um, I find that obviously in in the practice of your service, Mm -hmm. you spend a lot of time communicating with or embracing the fact that when an individual is in front of you or you may be on the phone with them, you then become surrounded by those guides, those, those, and you, and you become that megaphone, right? You're that connector between that world and this world. Yeah. It is your understanding of the spirit world, something that has evolved over time based upon the communications you've had with individuals, or is there ever a moment where your spirit guides have actually just kind of had a one-on-one conversation with you and began to enlighten you about how things work? So have you had I to learn w- it or have they told you about it? I learn something new literally every day that I open myself up because I am not part of being a channel. You know, the word psychic and medium can sometimes spark a negative connotation. So I like to use the word channel. I'm a channel for spirit, basically. And in order to be a channel, you have to get out of your ego. You have to get out of your rational mind. So whenever I'm in that space, um, I'm always learning something new about why we're here, you know, or the lessons that we're learning on a global level, like right now, for example, you know, and the common thread is that to focus on the commonalities, you know, or that thread of love that connects us all. So yeah, I I feel like um, this many years later, you know, I'm I'm 36 now. Oh my gosh, I feel old. But I'm 30, <laughs> so I, you know, thinking back on on the past decade or so, you know, absolutely, I have learned so much um, through this process. Yeah. Now, have you have you ever had a time that you couldn't connect with another with the other side? Has there ever been like that block? Never, never a time like that. But what I find happens though is that let's say um, let's say you were talking to a friend and that friend lost her mom recently, mm-hmm. and then you come and see me for a reading, and her mom is very, very present or very, very vocal because she wants to get a message across to her daughter. Mm. I find that happens um, as well a lot of the time. So I always tell people, be open because you may also be a messenger Mm. for somebody else as well. And I want to give a quick story because you're talking about um, babies and pregnancy. And I I was thinking back about stories that were just so, you know, incredible over the years. And this is the reason why I wrote my first book was because uh, of the feedback that I would receive weeks, months, years later. Um, That's why I always say, keep it with you, keep the notes there, because it, it, it usually connects in the future. So I had a woman come see me back in 2012, I think. And the first thing I told her was that her father was there and he was saying, congrats on the baby girl. And she's like, um, I'm not pregnant. (laughs) Okay. I'm like, okay, well, he just wants me to say that I'm going to move on right now. So I, um, moved on, but I kept going back to it. And I'm like, who's having, who's pregnant with the baby girl right now? And she's like, nobody. Um, and then as I kept going deeper with it, more information came up about her and the fact that there was so much fear around this. She had had about 15 miscarriages over oh the course of like seven years. Wow. Um, and so there was a lot of fear built up there. So flash forward two months, I was doing a workshop on intuition and she came to it and she goes, I just want you to know that, you know, I... I did not know what to make of that, but I saw my doctor last week 
And he confirmed that I was one day pregnant when I came to see you for that reading. Um, And she was still very, very fearful about losing this child because she had lost so many others. And the message for her was to get out of her fear and to let go Mm. of that process. So um, her daughter is, I want to say seven or eight now. And Mm. she was a story in my book because of it, because it was so impactful to her to surrender and to let go. But to also know as well that that's, that's, that's a beautiful explanation of how, the process works in a reading is that there is no time. So something that comes through from spirit in that moment might take a few months or maybe even a few years to come yeah. to fruition, but th- there's always a larger plan in the background. Right. right. So why do be overstepping yeah. my bounds to ask <laughs> every one of our listeners out there who is attempting to have a child or knows someone who's attempting to have a child, they need to get Bill's book. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason it's called expect the unexpected, because if you're attempting, if you want to be expecting a child, you should read the book. <laughs> that is so funny, Slade, because when the book was being published, the publisher sent me a couple different options for covers. And one of them looked like like the silhouette of a, of a pregnant woman's body. And I'm like, oh, no, that that's not going to go with the cover of this book. <laughs> it's going to give a completely different explanation. But absolutely, that's a great point. And see, I that story's anyone, buried in there, Bill. Yeah, it is. Yeah, anyone, yeah. anyone who's listening that may be in that space to think of themselves as a channel first, like as energy first, as a light first, and to really honor that light, you know, and, and to honor their soul first and to take care of themselves and give themselves that that loving talk because we are what we think and we are what we what we speak as well, mm-hmm. you know? See, Gretchen, open your channel. My channel yeah. was very open. In that moment, <laughs> but you have a white, you have a very big channel and you don't ever want to open it. Oh, you're talking about like, the ability to like, well, here's my thing. I, I know that there's something going on with me, but Bill said like everybody has that, but I just feel yeah, but like you won't embrace it. It's not that I, I don't won't. have it. No, here's the thing. Yes, you do. Bill, Bill confirmed everybody has it. Here's no. the thing. It's not that I won't embrace it. I think what's hard for me is that I don't, I get scared really easily. Like Bill, you were saying like as a, as a young child, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm an adult and I still get really scared. Like <laughs> if uh, the dark in the dark by myself, no, but like, you know, what's really trippy bill is I can't tell you how many times I've been in Sky's room. Well, actually Sky starts crying in the middle of the night and it's like a weird cry. And I swear I go in the room and I feel like a spirit in there and it's so trippy. And I swear I'm convinced that she like has seen the spirit the spirit came to her. And Mm -hmm. there's been a couple nights where I've actually had to leave the room and I come into Slade and I said, somebody's in the room right now. Like I can't, I can't be in there. And I think that's why Sky's crying. We'll we'll see her look up and stare at the corner of the room and then she'll wave. And then she'll wave and it trips me Absolutely. Kids especially are so open. They haven't let anything creep into their subconscious yet to block them from that. So children, babies, um, you know, even four or five-year-olds that have the imaginary friend as well. Mm -hmm. um, They're not imaginary. (laughs) They're real. It's just that they're, they haven't let like societal pressure kick in and say, Oh, what do you think you're doing? You know what I mean? So a lot of times children are are told that by their parents or by someone at school or, or whatever. And then years later, they have another awakening. And they're like, wait a second. No, this is for sure. Now I have my own opinion. This is real, you know, but I I love that. And I hear stories so often about children doing this babies. um, And I I find it so comforting. Yeah. 
That's cool. Yeah. I just want to put it out there right now that I'm extremely childlike, but none of my <laughs> spiritual friends from the other side come and talk to me. No one wants to play with me. So I'm very upset. Um, but you know what though, Slade? Also, it it's not, you know, we 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 see TV and we see movies. You know, I remember like when The Sixth Sense came out and I always explained that that's not how I experience spirit. I don't see people with their heads cut off walking around. Right. Thank God. Right. Um, for me, <laughs> right. it's, a very, it's a very subtle uh, experience for me that just requires me to trust that small voice within myself, but also the thoughts and the feelings too. So do recognize yeah. that when you have like a, like a flashback or a memory with a loved one who's in spirit, that was a happy memory and it comes to you out of the blue, that is their way of trying to say hello to you. You know, mm. um, I know for me, my, my mom's, one of her main symbols to me is the number one, four, three, because back in the nineties, we had pagers. And so we used to page each other one, four, three code for, I love you. Mm. And I see it every day, whether it be on the clock, my phone lighting up, the back of a license plate receipts. I see it every single day. Oh my gosh. And that's how you know is when you're able to be able to tune in and recognize those signs, it just makes life so much more magical. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so true. You're so right about that. When you really start being open to it and start noticing all these things, it's so cool. Okay, Bill, so I have another question. Have you ever heard something from the other side that you kept to yourself? Um, yes, I have. And this would have been more in the beginning of my understanding, you know, um, if I heard something that I felt was perceived as negative, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't share it for the, for the same reason that we talked about earlier, um, planting a seed of fear, you know, so let's say, um, something neg- negative came up and, and, and it was spoken to you, um, not so much the fact that it was set in stone, but the fact that that seed was planted could have the ability to manifest it into your into your life, actually. Totally. So totally. on that level, I, I, I have been at times, I can probably count on like one hand when that's happened, but I'm also very, very um, transparent as well when I'm working with somebody to be able to explain to them what's going on in my head. Because nine times out of 10, when I'm able to describe what I'm experiencing, that's where that validation process takes place, you know. Um, But, you know, again, it was always sort of like learning and trial and error in the beginning with this and learning how to trust it as well. But also not wanting to to put fear onto anybody either, to, to really wanting it to be a very positive, uplifting experience. Right. Has it ever scared you when you've like heard something like that? Like, have you like, like, Mm -hmm. let me, I'd say like a twofold question. Did it ever scare you? Did you ever like feel like, oh my gosh, like I, I know something and I shouldn't say it or should say it. And then has anything that you felt come to fruition and then you wish you said it or are you glad you didn't say, you know what I mean? Yeah. Good question, um, Gretchen. That is a great question. A lot of times um, that happens within my own personal life. Like let's say there's a friend of mine or someone in the family um, that I have a sense about like a relationship, for example, I, I really keep it to myself unless somebody comes and asks me for that advice, because 
I have the belief system that I am only to share information when I'm given permission to do so. So it's not like mm-hmm. I'm on the street going, excuse me, um, your yeah. dad wants me to say that you're getting a divorce today. <laughs> That's I, you know, I, I've learned my lessons from, from being younger and not having those boundaries, you know, yeah. but as I've become more grounded and more mature over the years too, I've learned how important it is to respect people's boundaries, you know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, wow. Do you remember? Do you remember that Bill actually gave us some information? Uh, I think we were on me. our way back from Palm Springs. Remind me. Do you remember? Remind Bill me. goes, "I don't see you staying on Housewives." Oh, did he say that? Uh huh. He goes, uh, "No, I, I. You guys are leaving next year." He he literally told us that we Wait, weren't going to stay on Housewives. I don't remember this seriously. And, and, and I went, "Are you sure? Like, there's a multi-year contract." Blah 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 blah. Like, no, because I just don't see you staying. <gasps> He totally, Whoa, totally predicted you it, predicted and literally, this, Bill. exactly as he predicted, it happened. I don't remember <clears> that. That's <throat> oh, yep. so crazy. Totally Do you remember. remember saying that, Bill? You know, he told us how much longer we'd be on Housewives. I don't remember half the things that I say, to be honest, because <laughs> it's, it's it's coming it's coming through me, and not it doesn't yeah. stay with me, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why I always say, you know, keep it in a safe place because it. it that's when that magic happens usually is like months later, a year later, people looking back like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this, you know. So. But again, wow. though, we, we always have free will to make changes as well, you know? So even if, so like, even if somebody does a reading with you and something mm-hmm. is said, or you mm-hmm. feel something or you see something, you're saying that there's still the ability for that to be different. Absolutely. Let me give you an example. Let's say I'm reading for you and I, I, I see you um, being invited to go to Cabo for vacation, okay, uh-huh. pre or after pandemic. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> um, and let's say that um, one of your girlfriends calls you and is like, hey, I have an extra ticket. Do you want to go with me to Cabo? And then you decide to say no, like I have to stay here for this obligation or whatever. Then your free will has come into the picture and has gone against that vision. Mm. Does that make sense? So it's yeah. sort of like yeah, you had you an know, opportunity, here, you just chose yeah. to not embrace it. Here, here's the opportunity, and then I'm I'm choosing a different path right now. So that's that's what I mean by saying that we have free will. So I think the reason I just want to do a callback real quick because I, th- yeah. I think that's interesting about. Because it, it really, it did sit with me interesting when we were at Sydney's wedding and what you had said, because you, you definitely like, I, I was very like, I need to know if I'm going to have a baby. And I just at, like straight out asked you the question. And I think you were a little taken back because I was always the one that was like, I don't want to know anything. Don't tell me anything. <laughs> right. I don't read me. Like I was always so nervous about like ever doing it. And so I, when I asked you, I think you were just like, Okay. And I remember you being like very hesitant because you were like, I don't even, I, are you sure you want to like know this answer? And I was like, yeah, I do. And when you were like, I don't know if I see like that happening for you. And you were saying it in a, in the sense of like, like the way that I was seeing it happening. That's what yes, you were talking about. Yes, you were saying absolutely. like, I, I don't know if the way, like the fact that you see having a biological child, that sort of thing, like, like you were talking and I go, so wait, what do you mean? Like, I'm going to adopt? Like, and he's like, and you go, I just want you to be open to whatever, whatever way you become a mother, you just need to be open to that. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. interesting. So I guess my point in telling you that is that I think that this isn't, that was an interesting crossroads for me. It's because you might've seen it one way, but the free will of whatever was going on in my life, I, I had this blockage. And I think that's probably why there, that was hap- happening. Like those signals were being mixed or whatever. Right. And then it was, 
because my free will, because I chose to say, okay, I'm going to let this go. I'm going to surrender to it, that it mm-hmm. actually changed the destiny of maybe what he was feeling or yeah. seeing in that moment. And that's such a great example to use because I'm not sure if Bill remembers, but you predicted that I was going to ha- be living in New York with my son because of his really? medical because of his medical condition. And I was adamant on the radio show. You're like, you're going to be living in New York. You have to go to New York. I'm like, no, I don't. No, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Literally, because of his medical condition, we had to fly him to New York. And you were there and for I, six I was there months. for six months because, oh. because of his medical condition. So, And I don't even know if I ever told you that, but I ended up having to go to New York. And, and for those people, too, that, that come up that are skeptics or there's some skepticism about this, and I think we might have asked you this question on our radio show. Mm-hmm. And you just said, look, the spirit guides, he won't even remember this, but he says the spirit guides just want you to know that what, what we're telling you is true. There's a lost ring. And I'm like, no, I got my ring and Kelly's got her ring. And I'm not sure, you know, he's just stay with that. But there's, there's a lost ring. They just want you to understand that what they're, what they're telling you is true. And they're here to help guide you. I left the radio show. I went to go meet with Gretchen. I was so excited about our meeting. And I had such a fun time talking with you on the show because everything you were talking about, you know, there was a very emotional response with Kelly, who was my co-host about her father who had passed. And there's a lot of stuff that came up and I won't get into that now. But I decided to grab Gretchen. We go to Huntington Beach. Well, I said that day, I said, I really want to take the dogs to Dog, dog Beach. Park. And we never go to Dog Park, like no, ever, no, ever, no. ever. Dog Beach. Well, whatever. Dog, Not dog Park. <laughs> okay, Dog it's Beach. It's important because Dog Beach. Okay, Like dog literally, beach. as far as you can see, it's a beach. And yeah. it's one of the few beaches they allow the dogs on, right? And and by the way, Slade didn't tell me anything about the reading from that day. Like he had, meaning oh. he told me it was amazing, but he didn't go into detail yet about yeah. what had happened. So we're on the beach, in the sand, dogs are running, we're playing around. And all of a sudden, there's this glimmer in the sand. No, but I'm you the one that found right? it. Yeah. yeah. And I had no idea that this reading had happened. And I see like this little like thing shine in the sand. And I reached down. I was like, what's this? And I was like, oh, babe, look at this ring. And so it's like, <laughs> and like he literally turned white like a ghost. And I was like, what? What's wrong? And it wasn't like a fancy <clears throat> ring. Like it had like a, it was like a turquoise it was like a tur- thing. Big, but it was a big ring. It was, it was a big like, ring. Like a turquoise ring and turquoise it was a ring. silver setting. Yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and he literally turned white and I was like, what, what, what's wrong? Like, are you okay? Like what's that? He's like, dude, you have no idea right now. And then he like told me the whole story and I was like, that is tripping me out. So anyways, yeah. it's, it's interesting. Those little things that- I'll tell a story sometime because it's really fun. There were so many things from that day, Bill, that, that you predicted that came through. You provided such incredible guidance to Kelly, gave her some relief to a, a, a struggling situation. She had been in conflict with her father. She had written him a letter and he passed before she gave him the letter. Yeah. And out of nowhere, Bill just goes, well, he's here. And he wants to know he's seen the letter and it's okay. Yeah. Like she had so much peace after he delivered that message to her. Like she broke down and cried and no one knew about the letter. She had just written it to apologize and he, she never got a chance to give it to him. He passed before it happened. And so she had such guilt and out of nowhere, Bill's like, your dad's here. He's seen the letter. He knows. It was awesome. (laughs) So So the point is, is Bill's amazing. And if you guys are looking for an incredible channel, uh, you guys need (laughs) to reach out to Bill Phillips because he is truly uh, one of the best out there. So tell us a little bit about your workshop when that's coming up, where people can sign up for that, Bill. Yeah. So I I did this a couple of years ago in person. I felt it was so powerful basically to hold space for people but to also empower them as well to be in charge of their own lives you know 
Um, so I'm doing it now virtually. I'm doing it in December because I always do a um, end of the year manifestation ritual. So I'm doing it in December. It'll be on Zoom and it, it's on my website. So it's billphillips.com. My last name is spelled uniquely. So it's with one L and two P's. Otherwise, you'll get someone else completely different. Oh, <laughs> um, good to so, know. Okay. Yeah. And so it'll be on there, um, comfort of your own home. And basically, it'll be a um, all day workshop where I'll be going through and working with people on releasing even like emotional stuff too, that's keeping them back from manifesting, you know, helping them understand their own connection to the universe, um, their own higher self, their own intuition, how that plays a part in it. And I'm looking forward to it. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. I think and I you're more than welcome chunk. to come, by the way. I was you're, gonna... you're absolutely more than welcome. Thank you. I, was I think say... I, need to, I need the class. We both need the class. <laughs> yeah, I but think... you're really good at it. I need well, the class. Listen, here's the thing. I can always hone in on more skills and you can always elevate your level to another level. So That's right, because then I can just come to you for my answers. <laughs> so that's so <laughs> well, great. You're going to tell me what to do anyway, and I'll just come to you. And Bill, are all of your books like on Amazon? Is that where people can find it? Yeah, Barnes & Noble, any, any major bookseller. Awesome. And tell, tell the audience where everybody can find you. So on, uh, on Facebook, I am psychic medium, Bill Phillips, and I go on there daily and do something called daily inspiration just to really help people inspire them, lift their spirits, show them a different way. So on Facebook, I'm there. And then on my website, billphillips.com. And yeah, that's basically it. I, I, I do private readings. I have about a two year waiting list for them at this point. Oh my gosh, um, two very years. busy. But wow. I'm grateful. I love it. I love what I do. And um, yeah. It's wow. always been, the wait list has always been like that. Just, you know, wow. it's always been very <laughs> difficult to like even have an opportunity to speak with him, which is why I'm so glad he's here. Uh, so for those of you that have to get on the wait list in the interim, please go look for Bill's books. Expect the unexpected. Bring peace, healing, and hope from the other side. His other book, Signs from the Other Side, Opening to the Spirit World. So Thank you so much for coming on with Thanks, us today. Bill, Thanks for having you. me. It was You're so my good fave. to see you. We I love you guys you. too. And I'm I'm so happy to reconnect, especially during Mercury Retrograde, which just started a couple of days yes, ago. So it's I all know, about, right? Yes. It's all about bringing the past to the present, you know, I so totally, it's awesome. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, we wish you continued success. Thank you for your time today, love. And we'll talk soon. Ladies Thank and gentlemen, you. this has been Bill Phillips. Bill Phillips. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> he finally hit the right button. <laughs> it took me 45 minutes to stare. I'm going to hit that one. Oh that my one, God. That right. One. He's focusing it's on it. Normally I do this with Bill. Because <laughs> that's how I feel when I see him. Oh my God. Too funny. Aww. Um, How much do we love Bill Phillips? I cannot even express my my love and gratitude to Bill Phillips. And I don't know why. He's just such a great guy. And like I've always just had such a warm, positive feeling around him. You know how sometimes when things happen, like you become self-fulfilled, like you talk about your interior design. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, when you have an opportunity to just focus on that and you're, you're working a room, you're doing an interior design installation and you feel so fulfilled. Yeah. It's weird. When I'm in the presence of Bill, I feel fulfilled. <laughs> it's really weird. Are you serious? No, it's just, I, there's a presence to him. And I just, I feel so excited about him just in the fact that he is our friend, whether we get a chance to hang out with him, not hang out with him. He's one of those people who to me, it doesn't matter the time. Yeah. 
Well, you but fi- hello, f- he's the he's the person that says time doesn't matter here. No, but so. I'm just saying in in your life, people know what I'm know what I'm saying. We meet a lot of people. We come across a lot of people. There, there's a handful, maybe one or two in your life that you have such a connection with, and you feel such a friendship with. Um, or something in alignment with those people where it doesn't matter the time. They're always going to be your really good friend. Yeah. You know, and you pick up right where you left off. That doesn't happen that often. Yeah. But when you do, you just have a mad respect for the friendship. And there's just, there's very few people that I'm going to pick up the phone and call and like just do a catch up with. Yeah. Or like want to hang out with for a length of time. It's fun to see everybody, but it's not like I have that one person I call every day, every day, every day. Yeah. Bill, Bill feels like one of those people. Like he just feels like that friend. He was just always there in support. He's sending love and light. He's a great guy. Yeah, totally. I Sorry. Like, I, I just, you know. I know. I like it. I mean, you don't normally get that excited about people. So I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys, let's talk about the power of manifesting a good life for yourself. It is possible. I really want all of you out there to recognize how possible it is. I think that, you know, there's so much um, confusion about what really manifestation is. Um, And that's why I love that he's doing this workshop. I would really encourage everyone out there to join his workshop, The Power of Manifestation, um, because he's really going to give you the tools to manifest the life you want. And I think the most interesting takeaway for me on that was, and I explained it, but I think it's so strange because I, everyone would always be like, you always manifest what you want. You always create what you want. And it's like, I never, like I knew because I, I had, you know, studied it and looked at it and I read all the books and I do all the, you know, I have a degree in psychology. Like I'm fascinated by all of that, but I never really understood. I never saw it from that side of manifesting really comes down to surrendering. And I, and I never even thought about that until it was so in my face with that situation with the baby and you and Mm -hmm. that whole thing. It's like, that was truly such a clear understanding of truly letting go and letting God, or if you don't believe in God, letting go and letting the universe do what it's meant to do. And it's like sometimes we are blocking our own goodness from coming into our life and we are, uh, you know, blocking that energy from free flowing in the universe to allow those good things to come. Because what happens is all day long, you guys, you, if you start really paying attention to this, and I, ta- I had to teach Slade this a little bit, we constantly are taught and, and are thinking in the negative. And you don't even realize how much negative talk you do to yourself. The news is all negative. You know, every time that you, you look in the mirror, oh, I'm fat, I'm this, I'm not, I need to fix this, I need to do that, I don't like that, I don't like this. Oh my gosh, I have bills to pay, I have this, I have that. Like all day long, and we even write down to our prayers. Sometimes we're praying in the negative. And I had to really, really like hone in on this and and change my thought process and change the way I went about my life right down to my prayers. Because you would literally I would literally pray and say, I don't want this, I don't want that, I need this. I need and it was like I was no I needed to change even my prayer life to be more in the positive. And the more it's like, well, it's, the, like it's the secret, it's right? The secret. You put the negative out, the negative comes mm-hmm. back. And the more that you start to change that and start to be in the positive. And the perfect example was I stopped focusing on what I wanted and what I didn't have. And I started focusing on what I did have, which was you and how grateful I was for you. And then organically, the universe started bringing me what I really wanted, which was this child with you. Yeah. I mean, it's just- It's a position of gratitude, right? Versus- Yes. Versus desire for things. It's, just, yes. it's this, this 
this position. And this is, this is the definition of enlightenment, by the way. Because what I love about what Bill says, everybody has this gift. Mm -hmm. Everybody has the power. Mm -hmm. This is simply a way to be enlightened at, to a new level of understanding about how to achieve the things that you truly want to bring into your life, manifest mm -hmm. them into your life. Mm -hmm. And if you sit there all day long, like let's say, you know, like for instance, perfect example right now is if I'm being really quite honest, Slade and I have <laughs> been really struggling because we want a playroom for Skylar, okay? Like our living room is destroyed with Skylar's stuff everywhere. And what's interesting though, is we love our home. Like we don't necessarily feel like we have to have a bigger home per se or whatever, but we have come to realize that Skylar needs a playroom because we don't have any like a place that's like, you know, serene and that we can sit in and enjoy. And it's just like toys everywhere. Right. And so I could sit there all day long and be like, I need a bigger house. I need this. I need that. Da, 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 da. And like literally hone in on the negative of what I don't have. And it was interesting because I was getting into that space for a minute there. And then I took my power back and I took my control back and I stopped and I fixed the living room so that we had playtime during the day. And then I, f I figured out a system. So then the at night it folded back into Gretchen's beautiful living room and we got a system in place. And then I started just going, I'm so grateful grateful that I have this beautiful space, this beautiful home. This, and it was like, all of a sudden, all that negative energy and all that, like, that you know, stress, stress and the weight went away. And that weight went away because mm -hmm. I started focusing on what I did have and how I had the ability to create a system to put this in place so that it was organized and looked better and made me feel, you know, more at peace. And I know that sounds so stupid, you guys, but something as simple as that literally can change that trajectory. And who knows, maybe because I've, I've come to that space, maybe something will happen where we're able to, you know, go find a home that has a bigger playroom at some point or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you just never know. Does all of this bring to mind a question of the day for you? Um, okay. What would be the question? Well, that's what I'm asking. Cause you're having, you're having an epiphany. You're having an enlightened moment at this point about how you've chosen to perceive things. Well, I mean, the question of the day is literally what, it, what are you guys doing that's holding you back? You know, what, it, what would you say, what area of your life, like take the area of your life that you're really frustrated about, what, whether it's financial, whether it's your health, whether it's, you know, your job, whatever it is, um, whether it's your relationships, you know, what, if you can't have a baby, whatever you're struggling with right now. Take that situation and try to figure out how to change the narrative on it. Try to figure out how you can take it from being in a negative space and turning it to the positive space so that you can possibly live in a space of gratitude and thankfulness. And hopefully by being in that space and trusting that the universe has your back and the universe knows what's best for you and the universe and God is going to allow those things that are best for you to happen in its perfect timing. That was a lot. I know. I actually just want everyone to sign up for Bill's workshop and have him <laughs> teach you how to do it. <laughs> no, I know, but like, that's, that's like a key component of it. No, it is a key component of it. I just get fearful that people don't understand or maybe don't know how to go after manifesting things in their lives. And that's why I'm excited that there's literally an opportunity here for someone to, to teach you the process or help you better understand the process. So, well, a thousand percent, but I, but what I'm getting at is that really sometimes people put too much into it. Like they think like, oh, I got to have a vision board and I got to do this and I got to do that. And like, they think it's like this whole big song and dance. And the truth is, is something as small as just changing your 
like if you hate your job, find changing your attitude towards it and saying, okay, this is the thing I do love about my job, or this is the thing I love about, you know, working in this space or whatever. Like you have to like, you have to manifest what you want. It's like the living room. I know it sounds so stupid, but it's like, I was so frustrated and angry and what, and I was like, no, I'm going to change this to, for it to be what I want. And I took it from the negative and I turned it into the positive because I chose to take the action and make it happen. That's where the free will comes in. So anyways, I could go on and on and on. <laughs> yes, she could, which is why we're going to wrap up the show. Everybody, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Not Too Taboo. Please remember to subscribe, to download, and I do want to be tweeted. <laughs> oh my God, you in the tweets. We love you guys. Thanks for joining. We hope this episode helped you out. Go check out Bill Phillips. Uh, you guys don't want to miss out on all this awesome stuff. And we will catch you next week. Bye, guys. The Not Too Taboo podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional, medical, financial, legal, or other advice diagnosis, or other treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during this podcast is at the risk of the listener. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professional.